folks. This is it. We're in the end times. And there's no denying it at this point. I mean, you know, you can deny it. You can try to deny it, but scripture just doesn't line up with denying this to be truth. My name is Reverend Steve Snorcina. This this is uh yeah, we're gonna really dive into some of this stuff. I am very excited to be able to talk to you guys about this and hopefully this keeps going on as a series and we're just talking about different things on the news. But I mean I'm gonna be honest with you. If you look at the scripture, okay, then what ends up going on is you come to the realization that the end times are very, very close. This is right before the Great Tribulation. There's nothing really we can we can do to divert that to be true. I mean, honestly, we can try. We have tried. This is, you know, you hear this COVID stuff. You hear things about chips and the mark of the beast. And, you know, there's so many different things that are happening in our world that just do nothing but point to one very specific, very uh, loudly speaking truth. And that is, it's here. I mean, it, it just, it keeps growing and growing. I mean, to be honest, you know, a lot of us are in the dark, you know, uh, my people perish for lack of knowledge, you know, and as a faithful minister of the gospel and one who is, you know, out here to care for his fellow Christian, his fellow believer, you know, I like to say Christ follower or believer outside of Christian, because if you look at the root word, all that, you know, it, it's actually quite offensive or it was intended to be a, you know, a type of an offensive term. And so I don't, I don't know, you know, I, I, I don't know how this can be so blatantly obvious yet so easily deterred or easily just ignored from the general populace. Uh, you know, it. I don't know. I don't know how to explain this other than just reading you the scripture. And that's that's exactly what I'm going to go ahead and do. I, If you're going to keep up, I'm going to be in Matthew 24. I'm going to start in verse 4. Uh, it... This is just, it's it's words in red, folks. There's no, you know, if you call yourself a Christ follower, a disciple of Jesus, then words in red are your, I mean, invaluable, really. Uh, so let me go ahead and read this to you. We're looking, we're going to start in verse 4. I'm probably going to go around to, to verse 12. We'll stop there. And this is out of the King James Version. We're, you know, I can talk about the King James Version, all the different versions, things like that. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and start there. It's going to be, And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And ye shall, should, <laughs> my apologies, and ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There shall be famines, and pestilences, and earthquakes in diverse places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. 
I just want to emphasize that in verse 8, the beginning of sorrows. Verse 9, then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted, and shall kill you, and ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended, and shall betray one another, and shall hate one, one another. And many false prophets shall rise, and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. Isn't that interesting, folks? I mean, it's just so, it's so loud. But, like I said, in, in, in 8, in verse 8, I wanted to, again, I'll read it again. All these are the beginning of sorrows. So, it's it's not exactly, you know, shall we say, the, the great tribulation that's talked about later on in the chapter. Uh, you, if you want to read about that, it's Matthew 24, starts in verse 15 and goes down to, I believe, 22. Uh, it's seven verses long, but yeah. I mean, let's break this down a little bit. And I'm only going to say or take you through a little bit of this just so that way we have a backdrop. We have a background understanding, um, <clears throat> excuse me, of what it is that we're going to be talking about why how these things are correlated, how these things are cohort. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if you, again, if you look in verse five, many shall come in my name saying, I am Christ and shall deceive many. Uh, you know, if you really look out and look at the different cults, I mean, how many people have claimed to be Christ? You know, it seems like there's almost endless. I can hear right now in my head, uh, Reverend Moon from the Mooney cult. Look them up if you're not familiar uh, Viserion of the Russian Viserion cult. Again, look them up if you're not familiar. Uh, they, those two people are like, look, I'm, I'm a reincarnate Jesus. Um, the, uh, the Mormon Joseph Smith, uh, the prophet of Mormonism claims to have some type of an equation to Jesus himself, that he has a spot on a council that can judge people. <laughs> talk about interesting. But yeah, I mean, there's that's everywhere. That's rampant. That's ha that has been rampant. Uh, it, I mean, okay, we're gonna go on to verse six. six. Let's read that again. And ye shall he, he <laughs> excuse me. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye not be troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. Again, this just reflects verse eight, but. If we break this down, and ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars, we, we see that. I mean, look at Putin just stacking up his military on the border of Ukraine as a flex of, you know, his military prowess that he has in Russia. It's, it's indistinguishable from, you know, a rumor of war. You know, and seven even elaborates more nations shall rise against nation kingdom against kingdom and there shall be famines pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places you know a nation shall rise against nation kingdom against kingdom i'm not going to go into detail but uh if you look at again the root words of greek to some of these things you hear uh, nation shall rise against nation kingdom against kingdom that really means ethnic group turning against the same ethnic group or culture or people. So if we can reread that uh, for one particular people shall rise against another, 
of the same kind. You know, kingdom against kingdom, Americans against Americans. You know, I mean, <laughs> with our two-party system, let's be real here. Uh, you can see that um, there's violence amongst those. You know, you look at uh, Antifa, the Proud Boys, how those two are clashing. And, I mean, there's there's just violence there. And they rise against each other. Uh, we can see this in the Middle East again. Arab nation against an Arab nation. You know, Iran versus Saudi Arabia. You know, that's, that's not unheard of. Uh, and there shall be famines. Rising prices of food. Everywhere in the United States. Really around the world. But uh, if, I think the right percentage is... If I'm not wrong, 6% increase in food cost. That's If you keep going, you're going to eventually find that food is something you can't buy. Uh, or if you do buy, it's going to cost you quite a bit. Um, there's evidence of the government paying off farmers in order to destroy the crops. There's many different things we can talk about as far as that goes, but... Uh, to just to move on again, this is to give you a backdrop, not to go into too much detail. Uh, pestilences. Now, pestilence can be several different things. Uh, it can be a sickness or a weather catastrophe, especially when it's when it is thought of to be brought on by God. Uh, if you look at COVID nineteen, if you are a Christ follower, you can discern how this is something that God could have brought forth, uh, how individuals uh, have turned away from God. You know, the love of many shall wax cold. We hear that later on. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if you look at the tornadoes in uh, Kentucky, yeah, a lot of those people may be innocent, a lot of those people may be believers, but a lot of those people might not be. Um, you know, God could be, I wouldn't say punishing people, um, but what I would say is showing, showing his strength, showing that he's not afraid or he's not reserved to bring about a catastrophe or a pestilence as he said he was going to. And it very, uh, you know, right next to pestilence, you see earthquakes in diverse places. Again, earthquakes are just as they're, you know, said it's an earthquake and we can see earthquakes all around the world fault lines uh the ring of fire that circles in the pacific um you know earthquakes are everywhere they happen all the time um in different places throughout the world just type it in you're gonna see that there was a new earthquake someplace that caused some type of catastrophic damage all the time almost daily but uh, Jesus goes on to say that these are the beginning of sorrows. You know, so once these things are taking place, this is the beginning of the sorrows. Okay, they shall deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you and ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. <laughs> I mean, look, you know, they shall deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you. Look at the Middle East. Or uh, the missionaries down in Haiti that were taken by a gang, you know, they're they're hated because of Jesus's name, and they're they were threatened to be killed. They were uh, held hostage, uh, you know, just because of who they were and where they come from, really. But 
they were missionaries and they were looked at to be easy targets, you know, they're going to be offended and betray one another and they shall hate one another, uh, talking about the nations and all the different people who that encompasses and many, many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. I mean, immediately to my mind, I'm thinking Joe Olstein, I'm thinking T.D. T. D. Jakes, uh, Joyce Meyer, all these different people going around here spreading, you know, spiritual disease, as I call it, you know, something in which you can catch known as uh, prosperity gospel, these whole bunch of different things, you know, in, you know, verse 12, and because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. Again, we see that happening, but it, it's not, if you just open your eyes up a little bit, you can actually see that it's, you know, undeniable, indistinguishable from, you know, something that might not be God. You can, you can see it. Again, that's Matthew 24, verse 4 through 12. But now that we have a background, we have a backdrop to what it is we're going to be talking about. I really want to highlight, I mean, there's just things throughout the news, folks. They're, they're after us. They are. There is a global war on believers and just on each other. Nation shall rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. We know that. But a lot of folk, and when I mean folk, I mean nations, are attacking the Christian faith, the believers, the disciples of Christ. It is apparent. It is everywhere. It is known. And we can see it. I mean, it's, it's, I don't, I don't understand how people can be asleep spiritually speaking how they can be asleep how they can be just blinded to the fact they'll go go to whatever church that they go to go through the motions as if nothing around them is happening and then end up whenever that all takes place they're going to end up in a, in bad shape because they're just blind that they went through uh church service thinking that's going to be enough to get them through look folks Jesus calls us to a radical faith he calls us to evangelize he calls us to be educated, okay? We can even look how Paul says to study to show thyself approved, right? So we're not to be ignorant. We are to take a close look at how the Bereans operated, how they went and actually looked up everything that they were told and made sure it lines up with scripture. We are individuals. We are a collection of people known as Christ followers who need to be doing these things that we are not exactly doing <laughs> you know so really you know you can go and find people who have went to church for you know 20 30 40 years and have no idea what the bible actually talks about no idea what the bible actually says and in many times these are the people these folk in which we you know hold in such esteem in the church are in the worst shape that is possible, that is applicable, uh, just because they, they have no idea what it is they're looking at. They have no idea what it is, you know, they've been uh, diseased by uh, false teaching, by false prophets spreading lies, you know. If we look at uh, another part of Matthew again, uh, uh, there's 
There's resources that will be available to you for free that are currently being developed that go way deeper than I actually have time to go into right now. But we can see how, okay, if we take the part of the Bible where Jesus said that a kingdom divided against itself shall not stand, we can see that there's two different kingdoms, right? Because what do the Pharisees say? They accuse Jesus of casting out devils, you know, by using Beelzebub or the, the power of Satan. Around here, we're not scared to say the actual name of the enemy. Because, uh, yeah, if we say the name of the enemy, we're not scared of him. We're not, you know, it's not taboo around here to talk about what the Bible actually says. So, yeah. That's uh, that's basically what they're saying is, hey, by the way, you're doing this, not by the power of the Holy Ghost, which we know because Jesus said so that he's the power of the Holy Ghost is casting out these devils. But, you know, he's like, well, how can the devil cast out devils, basically? Well, that's a pretty staunch image right there of two different kingdoms. And uh, these two different kingdoms are at war with each other. You got the kingdom of God and the kingdom of Satan. So, I mean, you have to make a clear distinction on what side you're on, folks, because a lot of these uh, false prophets, I mean, they're going to lead people astray, just like how we read, uh, you know, and again, this is verse 11. I'll go ahead and just read it again. It says, and many prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. <laughs> folks, when are we going to wake up? When are, When is this going to become something that we're not ignoring any longer when is this going to be something that we take seriously that we take our bibles with us that we just don't have it but that we read it that we open it and we can understand what it is that it, you know is said in it i mean after all it's it's written by god it is a gift to us as human beings it is the ultimate reality that we have it is the ultimate source Okay, that we have to give us a glimpse as to who God is, what's to come, what happened in the past. It is a record of human history. All the, all these things, are encapsulated in the Bible, and if we just read it, we can pick and choose. We can see how there's, you know, these false prophets. So, I mean, they're teaching all kinds of things. You know, there's many different, shall we say, you know, folks say interpretation. We don't we don't roll with that word around here. Interpretation is just another word for uh, using the scripture in order to support my personal beliefs about it. So, you know, you have many different kinds of Jesuses out there or many different kinds of interpretations of who Jesus is. I mean, uh, we got the people out here equating him to some type of hippie, just uh, putting him on the same type of pedestal as, as Buddha or whatever, you know, uh, they decide they want to do or some type of an enlightened being you know who walks around in a satin clothing and you know thong sandals that you know he's got some Birkenstocks on or something he's going around telling everybody you know oh it's all gonna be all right oh it's all about love oh it's all these different things that it's gonna be okay I'm gonna tap you on the head all the you know no you know they they've put Jesus in this you know as they call it new age you know, new age type of theology. Um, it's, 
you know, making Jesus equated to things that are associated with devils, that are deceptions. Well, I've got news for you. Jesus is not a deception. That is a uh, misunderstanding of who Christ is and what he does and why he's here. Uh, I mean, then we have another one uh, known as, well, what I would call a liberation theology or a liberation Jesus who comes through like some type of a Marxist uh, individual leading the way to free the poor and to uh, change the government and all these things and social justice and whatever else have you, which is, I mean, you can look into South America. This is everywhere, by the way. But, you know, they have some type of Jesus has a political leader, he's come to save the, you know, the poor, you know, I'm gonna, you know, go around here and tell everybody that Jesus is gonna make them rich, and a lot of prosperity gospel is running rampant around here, I mean, it's just ridiculous, folks, it is, it's ridiculous, if you're believing in something like this, um, I would be cracking that Bible open and repenting, we're gonna figure that out real fast, um, another one I can think of is, something I would call, again, a hippie Jesus. He's some type of uh, individual who's going to go around and pat you on the head. You know, you find this in mega churches. People say, hey, you know, Reverend Steve, why do you have such a big beef with the, the mega churches and these uh, false prophets and folks that are in here teaching that Jesus is just going to make everything okay, uh, that there's not punishment, that there's not things that take place whenever you believe falsely or that you uh, don't believe really at all that you know it's all gonna be okay you know only God can judge me I'm in good shape I, I gave to the church you know uh, doctor reverend pastor bishop deacon what whatever it is um, he has told me that if I give to the church then I'm gonna be rich or uh, if I serve or all these different things that everything's going to be okay. Uh, I'm going to tell everybody that, you know, although if you just struggle, if you struggle with your flesh, fleshly nature and, you know, watch pornography and you go around here and do all these, it's okay. It's all going to be uh, rectified in the end. It's all going to tapping you on the head type of, you know, all the, no folks, look. If you crack open the Bible again, you're going to realize that Jesus had no problem whipping people in the uh, temple because they're in there selling things, that he has no problem punishing, that he has no problem holding his own uh, words to himself. I mean, he's saying, hey, you know, if you don't believe, then, you know, we're going to be, in, you're going to be in bad shape, you know, to paraphrase some, you know, sometimes I like to paraphrase, um, but if you're not going to believe if you're going to, you know, be a drunkard, if you're going to be somebody who is sexually immoral, we're not, we're not going to have any of this. You know what I mean? Think about the, the doom that awaited the, um, the lady who committed adultery that they were going to stone. And he, you know, Jesus is like, yo, uh, let he without sin cast a first stone. You know, if, if he wasn't there to say that, if he wasn't there to bring that, what you know to them is a revelation uh then what would happen to her she would die in her sin and you know to the doom you know we're not gonna uh, be afraid to talk about hell or you'll hear me reference hell as uh, the doom but 
because it's doomed for all who don't believe, all who uh, practice false Christianity or another religion or, you know, these types of things. I mean, to the doom, it says in the Bible, it's, it's bad news for you, you know. If you don't bear good fruit, you're going to be chopped down and thrown in the fire. It, very plain, very clear to see. So, yeah, if you're if you're believing in something that, hey, you know, maybe it doesn't line up with Scripture quite quite nicely, then we got beef, you know, or you have beef with Jesus. And as an individual who needs to be concerned about these things, especially if you profess to be a believer, then you need to get right with God because now I got questions. You know, uh, what Jesus are you believing in? Are you believing uh, sola scriptura by scripture alone is the elite or the quintessential revelation of God and how you have to accept Jesus, all of who he is, not some, not what you like or cherry pick and make Jesus out to be one of those people that we talked about earlier. Are you going to accept him? through his entirety of who he is and you might not like some of the things he said well guess what you know what did uh i think ben shapiro say facts don't care about your feelings well you know there's there's facts so these facts might not again care about what it is you feel or what your interpretation may be because you know it says in the book of first peter uh that the Bible is of no private interpretation or uh, shall, again, that was a paraphrase. You know, no prophecy is of private interpretation. Um, that means there's nothing that's going to be revealed to you that's not revealed to me or vice versa. Or really, you can uh, go through anybody, you know, whatever it is that you um, believe might not line up with scripture, but... There's nothing that you're going to have that is correct that won't be also for myself or any other believer. So, you know, if you're following somebody who says, only I have the revelation, you know, take Jehovah's Witnesses, only the Council of Elders or whatever it is, you know, those mystery folk that sit around a table and think, how do we manipulate people? You know, if they don't say, hey, you know, this is how it is, then... It doesn't go like the Bible is of no private interpretation, you know, or no prophecies of private interpretation. Then they don't know anything more than what a Christian should know. And if they go through and profess that they do, which they do, then that means that they're in error, that they are false, that they're lying to you. That it is a cult. And this is going on all the time. You know, Joseph Smith, we mentioned him. Again, he has this wondrous thing that no one else was able to experience, this revelation. Guess what? Fake news. So, I mean, it just is what it is, folk. But, you know, we, we've spent quite a bit of time already talking about this type of stuff. But I want to go on. We're going to go through, like, how we mentioned in Matthew uh, 24, these things are happening. Okay. These things are going on that we talked about. And just to go, we're, we're going to go through some news articles. We're going to go through a whole bunch of stuff. And all these things all testify to what Jesus had said. So uh, this actually comes from MSN News. Okay. it. I'm going to read this to you. 
President Vladimir Putin threatened a military response to counter NATO expansion towards Russia's border while insisting he wasn't issuing an ultimatum as he heaped blame on the United States for rising tensions in Europe. So, um, that says, hey, by the way, we're fixing to straight up cause some war. I mean, if you go down, I can even read, this is at the doorstep of our home, Russia will take adequate military technical response measures and react harshly to unfriendly steps. Again, he's talking about NATO. That is a threat. That is a threat of war against an entire organization who is encapsulated, who you know is made up of a whole bunch of different nations, people. Let's wake up. What are we doing here? You know, they're after us. This is a war. We are in a global spiritual war. This is something, you know, we can go into Ephesians. Uh, this is a principality. These are uh, familiar spirits. These are, you know, different spiritual entities that is not of the kingdom of God back here orchestrating these things. They're orchestrating war. You know, we can see it. We can read it. Uh, you know, it. Of course, Putin didn't go into full detail as to what it is that response may look like, but come on. Talk about a war or a rumor of war, really. Um, this this is not good. But I'm not here to say doom and gloom. I'm here to be like, hey, you know, this is not an unheard of type of thing. You know, we can see this very plainly. Um, but... I mean, I, I just don't understand how people can deny how this is taking place. If you watch the news, if you pay attention to the grumblings of people, as I would say, uh, you can hear, and if you really looked hard enough, you can see how this is taking place. They are coming against the United States and against NATO, which, you know, it... That wouldn't be good. That sounds a whole lot like a World War Three type of situation. Okay, there could be dirty bombs involved in that. There could be uh, complete blackouts. There could be all types of stuff. We need to make sure that we are aware of what is going on. Okay, as far as wars go, and that's just one clue. I mean, what are we realistically going to do? Are we going to just give power to the kingdom of Satan, to go ahead and just have something like this go on. These, I mean, I'm not going to say Putin has empty threats. Let's, let's not even play. This guy here, I mean, he was former KGB. He has all types of experience. This is, you know, I, don't, I wouldn't take anything lightly. Um, but, I mean, that's just one thing I can think of and, you know, that I can look up here. It, we can even go on, and I'm going to go on to the next article that I have here in front of me. I mean, folks, this is legitimate. And this, this next thing we're going to talk about, this really blows my mind as to how we just allow this to happen. But this is from the FDA themselves, and this was uh, immediate release on December 20th. And this can be, on the, uh, can be seen on FDA.gov. This is not a news article. This is a legitimate release from the FDA. I mean, it doesn't get more legitimate than that. I mean, I studied literature in composition at Kent State University, and I tell you that this here, it, I would use this in a paper, because this is, I mean, a legitimate resource, and I'm going to go ahead and read 
a little bit of this, I'm going to go ahead and make sure you understand what it is we're talking about. And this is what it says. Today, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration approved Apertude. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly. Um, this is a drug, by the way, for use in at-risk adults and adolescents, adolescents weighing at least 77 pounds for pre-exposure prophylaxis or PrEP to reduce the risk of sexually acquired HIV. <laughs> I mean, now we're just giving homosexuals and those who uh, get, gave up the vile affection or gave up two vile affections and gave up the natural use of the woman for the man and, you know, vice versa that the Bible goes on to talk about. Now we're giving them a vaccine. Oh man, now we're giving them a type of preventative medical care for HIV, which is the natural outcome of homosexual acts. It's it's true. Other than maybe saying some very uh, at-risk places in Africa where this could be, uh, you know, utilized. But, I mean, FDA, this is the United States. I mean, come on now. This is the United States where there's only one real threat as to how to get HIV. Yes, you can get it through, you know, blood and things like that. But HIV is normally witnessed to be uh, transmitted through homosexual acts. Uh, that's not a speculation. That is a fact. Okay, this is a undeniable fact. So we're going to, and, and I'd like <laughs> to point out here, that it specifically references adolescence. So not only is it uh, to prevent HIV in adults who made these choices to have these types of acts, but adolescents, individuals who are younger, uh, who have chose this lifestyle because liberal parents have decided they're going to go ahead and just allow this to go on. I seen the other day, and I kid you not, a six-year-old whose name is Evan who has gone on to describe themselves or describe it, you know, this child it, itself as a girl boy who enjoys wearing dresses. And this is approved by both of the parents. I mean, that's, that's some wicked stuff. You know what I mean? Because the Bible says that if it says effeminate or effeminate men, uh, meaning homosexuals or those that do feminine things who are a man or who was born a biological man. There is no homosexual gene. You are not born gay, scientifically speaking. So this is a thing that is occurring that we are attempting to divert God and the natural thing that it takes place, which is HIV, is is true HIV and completely just try to prevent it so that way those who condone these acts or who condone these types of things that take place a way in which to reduce the risk of sexually acquired HIV now whenever the resources become live you know we're gonna have a website and things like that where you can actually go on and read this so if anyone who is 
uh, hearing this and they're like, oh man, this is wild. Seriously, um, we have the uh, article that you can obtain on FDA, if you just look this up, quick Google search, that this exists. I mean, it just, again, it blows my mind. I don't understand how we can just allow this to go on. The Christian or the uh, Bible-believing Jesus follower can look at this and just ignore it. They'll go, oh, you know, they tilt their head and this is bad, man. That ain't cool. That's against the Bible. But what am I going to do and shrug their shoulders? I got news. That's, <laughs> that's bad shape, bro. That's some bad shape. Look at this instead of going, you know, I wash my hands. It'll it'll just be whatever it comes down to be. And, you know, it whatever. But take it as a as an attack. If you take this as a uh, satanic kingdom, right? The kingdom of Satan that wants these individuals to go through and do these things that they are being able to do so with a reduced risk of sexually acquired HIV. It, I mean, honestly, you should take this as a call to action. You should be out there on the streets. Um, I wouldn't say protesting as in, you know, how Trump believers will go out and protest. And I mean, things like that. I don't mean that. I mean evangelism, street evangelism. Uh, your pastor or your main clergyman should be out there in the church and on the street educating and educating you as to how to do this because, after all, this is something that we're called to do in Matthew 28. So, I mean, we if we look at this and go, you know, this is getting worse and worse we're allowing homosexuality to run rampant. This is starting to look like some Sodom and Gomorrah. I mean, look what happened to Pompeii. I mean, a lot of homosexual acts were happening. And again, this is happening in the United States. And we just sit back and let it happen. Like, you know, oh, whatever. I ain't worried about it. Please, folk, wake up. We need to wake up. You need to wake up. You need to see these things. You can crack your Bible open. You need to wake up. I'll say it again. You need to wake up. All right, we're going to head on to the next the next thing we need to be talking about, which is, oh, this is juicy. We're going to talk about our boy Klaus Schwab, who has promoted in several uh, literature avenues and things in which he had gotten uh, or he's written about something known as the Great Reset. Now, Klaus Schwab is the head of the World Economic Forum. So this is not some unknown guy. This is not just some some scrub off the streets who who says, you know, oh man, it's all coming. It's all going to do... No, this guy here knows some things. He knows some people and he knows some things. And he has a book that is actually, and I mean, like really titled The Great Reset. And this, this gets kind of... This gets juicy, folks. So... Klaus Schwab has instituted or has promoted a, almost like I would say a mass genocide of those that he has deemed to be less than, I don't know, le less than uh, admirable. And among those 
Bible-believing Christ followers, you and me, we are grouped into this man's idea of what is basically a holocaust that promotes atheism, okay, that gets rid of those who are believers, gets rid of those who stand for morality and who have a moral compass about them, uh, that have ethics, those ethics that are promoted in the Bible. So we are being taken advantage of, we are being threatened with death, which, you know, if you go back to the scriptures we had talked about, you can actually see how this was predicted. This man is advocating for uh, us to be completely eradicated. So that way he can go on to uh, make his utopia. And it's absolutely ridiculous. But it's true. It, it, it's true. You can look this up. You can read the uh, literature that he has produced. Uh, it is not an unknown thing. But what the kingdom of Satan has promoted thus far is uh, that this is a conspiracy theory. That this is something that is able to be uh, passed up on. This is something that you just need to ignore completely. This is something that is not applicable to you. And that is not good. That means that you and I are in danger of this. That you and I, again, Bible-believing Christ followers, are at are, are being plotted against by the kingdom of Satan, utilizing this man. Again, his name is Klaus Schwab. Uh, K-L-A-U-S Schwab. S-C-H-W-A-B. Um... You can see this. I mean, he is a advocate for globalism. He is an advocate for one world government. He is a uh, a man who has this idea of utopia. I'm telling you. He wants you and I gone. He wants you and I to completely be just done away with. I don't know how else to put it to you guys. This This man is out here advocating these things. And we just sit by and we just go, you know what? This is not a call to prayer. This is not something that needs to go on. We don't need to have a biblical response to this. 95% of the people I'm willing to bet, especially the ones who sit in churches, especially the ones who are lukewarm, have no idea this is actually taking place. They have no clue that this man is out here advocating for this and again he is a one world government new world order individual who leads the world economic forum so the world economy the global economy what the think tank the uh, idea man is out here advocating for this and he's not the only one by the way there's all types of people globally who believe this who advocate for this who have read this literature who have done things to promote this idea, and we just allow it to go by. I mean, this is just getting worse and worse the more we talk about it. Think. Again, wake up. When are you guys, when I say you guys, I mean Bible-believing uh, Christ followers professing the Christian faith, when are we going to stop ignoring the Bible and wake up I mean, it needs to happen soon. Otherwise, you know, I I pray for you. 
this is not something to be ignored. So, I mean, <laughs> I don't know how else to put this to you. So, as far as we know, we have a war and rumor of war. We have a way for individuals who practice homosexuality and who practice immoral sexual acts to be, quote-unquote, safer as they do so. It is a, you know, love song to these people. We have an individual who is taking real steps, who has real influence on establishing a new world order, which begins with eliminating you and I, the Bible-believing Christian, or Christ follower, or disciple. I mean, that's that's the root of it. I mean... <laughs> That's just three. We're not even done yet, people. We got a little bit farther to go here, and I'm going to keep on keep on trucking. So I have another thing here on my desk I want to talk about, and this is just completely ridiculous, um, but it, it takes place. A man has died after paramedics were afraid of COVID and refused care to enter the care facility that he's in because they were too scared to, to, to get covid Talk about ridiculous. Seriously, talk about ridiculous. I can't even... I, I can't even um, make this up. Uh, and I'm going to go through... We're running out of time here. But uh, on November 11th, a man by the name of Joseph Angluo uh, in Riverside, California, had to call 911 because he was going into cardiac arrest in order to obtain uh, the help that he needed. But the help that he needed had arrived... And he was denied because the paramedics had uh, decided they're going to go ahead and not enter into the care facility. And this man died because of a fear of COVID. That fear is not of God, by the way. Uh, but the fear of COVID has gotten so rampant that our medical professionals who we depend on to come to our aid whenever we have a crisis or an emergency medically have gotten to the point to where they're like, no thanks. No thanks. We don't want nothing to do with it. And it took an officer who showed up way after the fact, uh, not because of unknowing, you know, he he didn't know. So he came way after the fact and got this man out of the care facility, got him to a hospital, and then he was pronounced dead because of the cardiac arrest that they refused to help him on. Um, that That's just straight fear. So I would, uh, I'd go ahead and look. That's actually on Inside Edition. That happened again on November 11th. But Inside Edition had broke all the tragic scenes down and helped to uh, illuminate this situation for this man. I would go on there and look. Uh, so uh, we're getting, again, towards the end, folks. So here is another article on, uh, you know, we can see the New York governor. You can look this up told churchgoers to get vaccinated in order to spread the love of Christ during Christmas. You know, this is interesting. Uh, so the governor of New York had encouraged a, a Baptist congregation to spread love and to spread friendship during the Christmas season uh, rather than spreading coronavirus and pleaded, pleaded with uh, the churchgoers at that congregation to get vaccinated. I mean, this is an, uh, this is an assault. This is an assault on that congregation. Uh, you know, my heart goes out to them. That congregation, they're, they're known as the uh, Bethany Baptist Church in Brooklyn. Uh, this happened on Sunday. Today is December 21st. So this happened the Sunday prior to, to 
to today. Man, this is a governor. This is this is sketchy stuff, folks. This is sketchy. Now they're attempting to dictate what it is that we can do as far as a our liberty is uh, being talked about. It, it's, so Governor Kathy Hochul, in, who is a Democrat, uh, and this was in a video message. You can look this up on YouTube and hear it all. Um, but it was directed towards a Baptist church in Brooklyn. Hey, come on now. And she, she hit on things like gun violence education and then the COVID-19 vaccination, saying that it's ungodly not to get the COVID-19 vaccination. And she knows, oh yeah, she's a supreme knower of things because she grew up in a Catholic family. So that makes her automatically qualified in order to speak for God and to say what is and is not godly. Yeah, so, uh, hmm. yeah, about that. Uh, yeah. Again, I don't, I'm, I'm pretty stuck for words. Cause I mean, who, who actually says things like that? I mean, I, I'm going to go ahead and quote some of this. I mean, she said, remember why we are together. It is the birth of Christ that we honor and we celebrate in that spirit that fills us during Christmas. Okay. And then she goes on to say social justice, Catholic family, where we didn't just listen to the teachings of Christ on weekends. We also put those words into action. Well, I got news on social justice, Catholic family. Well, we talked about this before in the beginning of the broadcast, um, talking about how there's many different types of false Christs out there. And one of those is your little liberation uh, interpretation, if you will, of Christ. And, you know, it's not actually Jesus. It is some false Christ that has been preached, especially again in South America. I mean, it just, that's legitimately what it is, she said. Social justice Catholic family that she grew up in. Social justice. So, you know, she believes as far as the admission to herself that Jesus is coming to to save the poor and to uh, come for the unvaccinated and the vaccinated and that you should get vaccinated because it's the right social justice thing to do. And she knows because she grew up in a social justice Catholic family. <clears throat> I can't bad news for you guys and that's on the christian post um that i'm getting a lot of this from so if you want to look that up on the christian post i would direct your attention there but i mean folks that's bad news now we're using jesus to manipulate people i don't know about you but i think that's pretty demonic in nature i really do i think that's pretty demonic and again manipulation it's it's one of those things. It's even equated to, to witchcraft. There's a couple teachings out there that I would have to agree with that, you know, would highlight manipulation as being a form of witchcraft because it is a means outside of the uh, prescribed in the Bible way. Uh, in order to control people, it's <laughs> that's manipulation, which is witchcraft, I, I would have to say. And again, that's going to be in the resources. We go into more detail, but... The last thing I want to talk about is how uh, Chicago, the city, which is the third largest city in the United States, has went and made a requirement for uh, vaccine passports in order to do things such as uh, go to restaurants and be served food and beverages, uh, go to entertainment and sports venues, uh, go to the gym. Uh, so it's eliminating the a way for you to take care of yourself. Uh, you're allowed into takeout businesses you're allowed into those restaurants as long as it's uh, 10 minutes or less so yeah that's a that's a pretty solid mercy the uh, mayor of chicago has given us a 
Uh, her name is uh, Mira Lightfoot, and this is coming from the Associated Press. So, again, this is a pretty, pretty solid thing. Um, it, you know, she also talked about uh, COVID-19 Delta and the Omicron cases that are taking place there in Chicago. CNBC went into more detail as to um, what it is she's specifically saying. She's talking about how, you know, you have to have a weekly negative COVID-19 test or be vaccinated or both and wear a mask. You have to uh, go through jumping of the hoops in order to get to these things. And, you know, I mean, just to off the top of my head too, how the NHL has completely canceled uh, their season or canceled up to a certain point their season due to the spike in things or due to the spike in COVID cases. So, I mean, we're we're under attack, people. This is that's a pestilence. There's a fear of the pestilence from the New York mayor or the New York governor, and the Chicago mayor. Um, it's it's just it's fear, you know. It's fear from the NHL, but I got news, folks. It's a pestilence. We talked about that in Matthew twenty four. Jesus said so, you know that it, uh, pestilence shall be, and like I said, it's rather a plague or a weather thing or weather catastrophe uh, specifically when it's thought to come from God and these people are scared uh, many of these people I would venture to say are non-believers you know I mean truth be told I'm willing to bet that so I mean I'm going to go ahead and close out this this broadcast folks and I really hope this had it opened your eyes at least somewhat open your Bibles Okay, do your research, open your Bibles, pray, above all else. I mean, just really pray, have the Holy Ghost illuminate and to teach you and to change your heart. And if you don't know Christ, uh, do me a big favor. I want you to go to Romans 10.9 in whatever Bible you may have or whatever resource you may have in order to get there. Okay. I'll even go there with you. I have my Bible in front of me. Give me a quick second. I'll actually go there with you. Alright, so in Romans 10.9, this is all that takes place, okay? It's by faith alone that you can be saved. And if this had illuminated you that you don't know Christ or you want to go ahead and recommit yourself to Christ, you know, I want to invite you to do that now. And so in Romans 10.9, it explains what you have to do in order to get saved. It states this in the King James, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. So I want you to pray right now and, you know, by yourself, privately, confess your sins to Jesus, you know, in just... Like I say, follow what's prescribed in Romans ten nine, and you shall be saved. We're going to go and do more episodes of this as time goes on. We're going to talk about tribulation. We're going to talk about preparedness. We're going to talk about biblical education. Um, I'm going to really go into detail about a lot of these topics. We're going to go through more news articles. But I'm really excited that you're here. And I, I'm praying for each and every one of you. God bless. This is Reverend Steve signing off.